Hi, welcome to Season 2 of the Silverline Podcast, an audio version of our video streams that we hold weekly. They're edited a little bit to make them a little more concise. My name is Roland Mann. I'm the head honcho at Silverline, and we have a great time making fun comics that we think that you'll enjoy. So thank you for listening, and maybe go check out some of our comics if you haven't already. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a Silver a Sunday on this a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. What is the date? It is May the 22nd. Sorry, mm-hmm. I am reading messages as uh, as we're going live. Uh, we have some exciting things happening. You'll notice we've got a, a couple of faces missing. Mr. Peter, is um, they are anticipating baby Silverline tonight. So, um mm-hmm know it's baby silver line because you know we've talked about that's going to be the name for so long right of course <laughs> so the only thing the only thing i can tell you is that uh, we just swapped messages and there's no baby yet so we will let you all know just as soon as we hear from uh from mr peter that there's there's a baby so so yeah so that's where we are there let me make sure i get some uh Business out of the way because I forgot it last week. <laughs> Curtis didn't remind me, and so I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You weren't here, were you? <laughs> so, shout out to uh, our sponsor, Daytona Beach Comic Con. If you like comic books and you like comic book conventions and you like meeting comic book creators, you should make your plans to go to Daytona Beach Comic Con in September. It's a two-day show held near Daytona. <laughs> it's, it's not not quite in Daytona, but you should make your plans to go there. We will be there. Silverline will be there. And so you'll get to meet a whole gaggle of us. So you should make your plans. Shout out to uh, Coliseum of Comics. If you're in the Orlando area and you can't make it to Daytona Beach Comic Con, but you still want to pick up some Silverline comics that you might have missed, make your way to Coliseum of Comics uh, on East Colonial. And as we verified a couple of weeks ago, also in Claremont. So um, you can find your Silverline comics there. Please, if you do that, let them know that Silverline sent you so that uh, they know that you're there because we sent you there away. Also, uh, shout out to Orlando Collector Deviants, who I saw today uh, briefly while I was at uh, making my rounds at Megacon. They were there doing the usual OCD stuff. So, so shout out to them. And last but not least, let's see. I think I've got... Oh, I don't have one with an ad here. Oh, yeah, I do it right here. Shout out to Kablam for all your uh-huh. printing needs. Uh, Kablam mm-hmm. Comics. Uh, no, Kablam Comics. Uh, we're Silverline Comics. Kablam <laughs> is a printer. Kablam <laughs> Digital Printing is what I meant to say. So uh, if you need a comic book printed, they are the place to get them printed. We've already got a couple of comments. Look at that. All right. Uh, Bobby Westkiewicz says, hello, big dummy. <laughs> Or y'all on Facebook at home. Thank you so very much, Screw Loose. We always appreciate you. Robert Roberts said, Hell, Lord Zenu and Hell, Princess Zena are only two statements from Clearwater. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Robert Roberts. I like the hashtag there. That's pretty cool. And Ryan says, What's up, Roland? How was MegaCon? Well, you know what? Thank you for asking. I was just about to get that there. As always, you guys know when I go to shows, you know I like to hit the cheat boxes. Uh oh. This is, <laughs> this, is, this is what I came home with today, right? Jeez. I hit the cheat. Nice. I hit, 
yep, I hit the cheap boxes. Got some really cool stuff. I was showing Curtis a little bit earlier. Got a, an Atlas mm -hmm. comic here. This was actually done by uh, Archie Goodwin, Steve Ditko, and Wally Wood. I didn't no know way. that when I grabbed it. Yeah. That's cool. And, Roberta, you'll appreciate this. I got... Oh, yeah. Ultra uh, Force. Yep, one of the later nice. issues of the That's Ultra really Force. That's really cool. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, this is one of those. Um, this is one of those at the very end of the run, and I didn't get it because the... the you know, Marvel had come in and fired a whole bunch of people, mm -hmm. and I was one of those fired. So I didn't get the last few issues that the, the company published, oh. and so I, I was able to find this one and snag it. So uh, I got a whole bunch of other stuff, but of course, you know, as I always like to do, I also picked up. Of course, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Uh -huh. and got the, and the arrow, and I found a copy of Rocket Ranger. I like that. So, mm -hmm. um, so these will Great. these will find uh, homes fairly soon. Uh, I was able to walk around and talk to a lot of people, a lot of uh, a lot of artists, a lot of comic book makers, as well as the uh, as well as Tom Rop, who is the uh, guy who runs uh, Daytona Beach Comic Con. So, so yeah, it was fun. My legs are are sore, particularly mm -hmm. my calves. I walked around. I don't know how much I walked. I should have put one of those little things on the the phone I had. And uh, to measure my steps or walking or mileage or whatever mm -hmm. it is, or to see how to see how far. Um, I know I was with Martin Piero of uh, Cosmic Times, friend of Silverline, and he said he put seven miles on. Um, oh. Yeah, I said he walked wow. seven miles. Now he wow. he he did a little bit more walking than me because I think he went out to the car a couple of times and uh, he bought stuff and then he walked out to the car and 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 put stuff out there. So. Um, so I didn't have to do that. Uh, I didn't, I didn't buy anything that first day. And today I waited until the very end when I knew I was getting ready to leave, um, before I bought anything so that I wouldn't have to lug it around because you know, that's, 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 that's yeah, that's tough. You have to that's a pro move. <laughs> oh, Ryan says, uh, Roland and I had a great conversation yesterday. Yes, we did. It was so much fun. I got the destructor one through four at my local comic shop a few months ago. Very cool. That is, that is very cool. I, that was one that I had just, you know, I literally picked it up cause I saw Atlas on there and did not know, honestly did not know what was, what was in it, what to expect until I just got home. I think Curtis was probably watching, watching me when I discovered, I was like, what the heck? Steve Zinko and Wally Wood. So, um, so yeah, I just picked it up because it was Atlas because I've been trying to buy some uh, some Atlas comics um, mm -hmm. because, you know, there's a, there's a lot of gems there and, and they're not really collectibles and they don't, they're not, you know, they don't have, um, they're not, they're not priced in a way that you can't afford them anymore. And so uh, I've been trying to, to do that. Uh, Ryan says to answer the two questions. Well, we're, we'll get there. Um, he says cool. DC has better <laughs> characters. Marvel is doing well in the overall department because of the MCU. Um, and then he says, Curtis and Roby, nice to meet you. We're gonna have to get Hello. you guys on with Ryan. Mm -hmm. Um, and then he says, shared. Thank you so much, Ryan. Appreciate it very much. Um, yeah, we had a uh, great conversation uh, yesterday. It was a lot of fun. Um. We talked about all kinds of stuff. Uh, he had all kinds of cool questions. He used pod deck, I think is what he called it. I think Tommy's got that, but he used pod deck and had me, asked me some, some really cool off the wall questions. Some that I'd never been asked before. Great. Yeah. Yeah. In an interview before I'm like, wow, that was a really cool question. I was like, I've never been asked that before. So it was a lot of fun. So uh, we will have to get the two of you uh, scheduled with Ryan. I actually talked to him about that. I said, Hey, you get some of these, uh, some of our other folks on here. Oh, look here. Here we go. 
Uh, Tommy Florimani says, good to see y'all. I hope to be Hi, back. Hi, Tommy. Hey, hey, Tommy, we're sending you lots of love, my uh, my good friend. Uh, For sure. Renee, a big hug. <clears throat> um, I know you guys will be uh, making your way back to town um, soon, so y'all have safe travels uh, on your way home. We have missed you. Uh, Ryan says, picked up the Forever People, Crisis of Infinite Earths, and the Phantom DC hardcover. At my local comic shop today. Nice. So it'll sound okay. like good buys. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what, uh, that's kind of my hot news. What, you guys got any hot news? Oh, look at this. Uh, uh, Wubba Fett says, Hola. Hi, Wubba. Hi, Family. Wubba. What's Happy up, Wubba? We miss you. What'd you say, Curtis? I, I Happy post birthday. It was just his yeah. birthday. Yeah, right. I know. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I just left him a a, a, a message on, on Facebook here. He posted something that was <clears throat> not a cat and mouse page. Uh-oh. And I'm like, um, shouldn't you be drawing cat and mouse? <laughs> what, what, what is this? What is this that I see? It's not cat and mouse. Uh, you know, you know, we love you. Uh, well, uh, Ryan says, yes, more <laughs> folks on my show. Let's do it. Absolutely. Uh, Ryan, I, I'm going to hit you up and uh, we'll see if we can't uh, get some. Uh, 18th Kickstarter, you can vote now. Vote now on our Kickstarter. All right. Hmm. Did it okay. work or not work? Yep. Oh, there we go. It's the cover. Yep. So remember nice. that? We had that a while ago. Now we can finally nice. work on it. That is nice. Great cover. Yep. Let's okay. try and get the color idea down now. Look, well, this is not out. cat and mouse, but it was still sexy art. Dude, uh, <laughs> no sexy art. There's still pages of cat and mouse to finish. Uh, I will I will tell you, that's one of the things I heard walking around today and Friday talking about kind of trying to promote the Kickstarters, the Kickstarter. It's several people like, oh, all all new number ones. And like, yeah, they're like, well, are you going to finish your others? And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. I know. I'm like, yeah. I was like, well, uh, and I didn't throw him under the bus. I didn't use his name, but since he's since he's here and since he's posted non cat and mouse art, I'm going to throw him now. I said, well, mm-hmm. I, I'm waiting on the artist to finish the pencils for cat and mouse number four. Oh, there's my phone ringing. And as soon as, as soon as uh, as soon as that gets done, we'll we'll have that. And then they ask it. So they asked specifically about some of the ones that aren't finished yet, right? They asked about cat and mouse. They asked about Trumps. They asked about divinity. So they're like, hey, we finished these. So, <laughs> so uh, great that we have fans, isn't it? Yes. Yep. <laughs> so, so yeah. So this works. So Wubba, Cat Mouse, dude. What was that? I'm just going to turn it off then. <laughs> Come on here and get grief. <laughs> I hope the answer machine doesn't kick in. <laughs> Uh, he says, well, there's a whole string of cat and mouse layer. Uh, what? Mason? I guess it's got to be layer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, four is done. It'll get flowing. Yeah. I know Wubba. Uh, Wubba's got a whole bunch of life stuff going on. So, And you know Wubba just as soon as you can and are able, get back on here. You know that you, you don't need the invitation. Just jump yeah. on. We miss you. All right. So, So anything else? Not too much else. Same old, same old. All right. Yeah. Well, our topic for tonight 
is Marvel versus DC. And, you know, we haven't talked a whole lot about Marvel and DC. And someone told me that there's an edict from Roland not to talk about Marvel and DC. And I'm like, well, that's not really a thing. I was like, I, I want us to focus on independent comics. Sure. Right. But there's there's no edict from all. I mean, obviously, we all grew up with that. Right. I mean, we all mm-hmm. that's that's what we read. But <laughs> what it says. After I meant big clumsy thumbs. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, yeah. So one of the things uh, I'm trying to think what's what's the exact uh, title of the episode here? Just Marvel versus DC. Huh? I think I think one of the things I had on there is uh, who has the better library. So I, I think that's one of the things that I, I kind of want to sort of get at is uh, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. We'll go, we'll go from. Not just who has the better library, but, you know, we'll talk about the animation. We'll talk about comics. We'll talk about uh, toys. We'll talk, you know, whatever we can talk about, video games, that kind of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, t- tonight it's all about Marvel versus DC. So I'll, I'll kind of start so that you guys can, since I haven't prepped you too much, since you guys can, so you can kind of be thinking about it. But uh, for me, my background is I was a Marvel zombie. Uh, as a kid, I just read my, I, you know, I knew that Batman and Superman were out there and that kind of stuff. But those stories just did not interest me as a kid. Uh, and I don't, I can't tell you why. I don't know exactly why. I just thought that the Marvel stuff was more exciting. Um, and that's what pulled me in. And so I was a Marvel zombie as a kid, read all, almost, almost exclusively Marvel comics. Um, until 1986, when... DC had the crisis. Part of my problem with DC was they had all these various Earths. We now call it the multiverse, right? And I, I couldn't keep them apart. I didn't know the difference. You know, there was, oh, what's this? Why is this Green Lantern not the same Green Lantern as this Green Lantern? And how is he in the 1940s and in the 19, you know, 80s? I don't understand. And so, you know, there was there was so much that confused me. But Marvel, they were all in the same world. They, you know, Spider-Man would swing through, you know, be swinging through the city and Fantastic Four would, in their book, go, hey, look, there goes Spider-Man, right? And I'm like, that's cool. That's what I I, I like to see that, you know? Um, and so it wasn't until DC's crisis that you know, DC decided, you know, they were going to take all of their multiverse worlds and crunch them together. And I said, okay, I'm on board. And then I started buying almost everything that DC did. Not everything, but almost everything that they did. That's when I, I became a, a, a DC reader, but it was not until then. Um, so that's, that's, that's kind of my background. What about you guys? Um, go, ahead, go ahead, Roberta. Oh, I was going to say, um, I read when I was younger, the few that I got were not Marvel. So uh, I started out in that camp and then, and then, you know, I think when I got back into comics, when I was older, I ended up seeing that there was just a a lot of, a lot of Marvel. I think Mm. that, that I swapped, um, you know, cause I, I had, I think I, for the most part, I was really into Batman. Um, But that was about like the big one, you know, for me. And then I don't really think that um, as far as like story style, I, I didn't have a preference. So you're going to have mm. to go on that one. I really didn't. Cause <laughs> I, I have, I have a problem with liking a lot of variety. 
and <laughs> I, I didn't find it stale you know so yeah that, that's pretty much it you know so some people like get really interested in, in certain characters and get stuck i think and and that wasn't so they, yeah that i was not someone that was i guess that means i wasn't that loyal to it but i i think it was that if it interested me i was all into it and mm -hmm. now uh, what was that, what was pulling you more are the the art or the characters the art yeah but that's really where i, I see start that. from so yeah. yeah, I did like good stories. I think I liked Grendel. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a, that's that so. A all right, well then, well then that's my that would be my question. Then it was so when you said not Marvel, you didn't mm -hmm. necessarily mean DC, right? Okay, I that, did like Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. But uh, I yeah I don't know I liked I liked Batman so that was that was where I was really picking the the DC bus. Yeah. Yeah. See, and I, and I wasn't super aware of, of anything other than Marvel or DC early on, with the exception of, you know, Archie comics. And and I kind of looked at Archie as those were for little kids, you know. Mm -hmm. And of course, at, at, at eight, nine and ten, I wasn't a little kid, of course. Don't give me those Archie comics. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so uh, Curtis, what about you? Um, yeah, I'd say predominantly when i started out was it was mostly mostly marvel and then dc there'd be you know batman superman things like that um i always feel like i mean you can't have marvel without dc and without those archetypes that set it up so you know always much respect to dc in that in that regard and i feel like between the two the best reimagining of their characters is dc dc has great stuff that they did with Elseworlds, Dark Knight Returns, all those things. They had, there's something about their characters where I feel like they fared better when they would reimagine and reintroduce their characters mm -hmm. as opposed to their Marvel counterparts. So, you know, mm -hmm. I'd say the Marvel characters were great at, with their original incarnations, um, and DC is good with their reincarnations of their characters. <laughs> reincarnation. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Wubba says, uh, that's a good looking uh, cover looking good, Roby. <laughs> Thank you, Wubba. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun cover. So like so here's something. I don't know how far down this we want to go, but we'll, we'll touch on it uh, since Wubba was brought it up here. So Marvel and DC have committed a suicide with the forced PC stuff. Not, not a popular opinion, but it's been the truth so far. Hmm. And one of the things I'll say about this, you know, we talk about uh, we've talked about this a little bit in my class um, because we look at the sales figures. Right. And if you if you look at the numbers and, and we're talking, you know, uh, just objective. Here's what the numbers are. Uh, Marvel and DC have are selling at an all time historical low. So DC has been around since, you know, the 1940s. They have never sold this as poorly as they're selling now. Marvel's been around since the 1960s. Some people say, well, they've been around longer than that. It's timely. But Marvel's been around as Marvel since the 1960s. And they have never sold as, as poorly as they're selling now. And while I think there's lots of reasons, I think that the uh, the, the the PC stuff that Bubba mentions, I think there's some truth in that. I think that there's mm -hmm. they're, they're, they seem to, whether they do or not, they seem to, you know, from the outside looking in, they seem to have some sort of uh, a politically correct agenda that they're after. And when fans yell about it, and they have, um, mm -hmm. 
they just seem to double down. It's like, yeah, we don't really care what you think. We're gonna we're gonna do this, and and they're taking a hit in, in the sales. And and you know, I did a a last minute stream last night in which one of the guys was a retailer, and he said every he goes every time that that, that uh, he doesn't he closed his uh, physical shops. Not because of that, but he said uh, he said that had something to do with it. He said, but COVID was kind of the thing that pushed him over. And so he went to all online now. Uh, but he said he had two shops and he goes, every time Excuse that. Me, okay. okay, right there. Keep talking. All right. Um, but he said every time that, that Marvel and DC would, would double down as a result of, of fans yelling, he said, I would lose subscribers. They would they would come in and just cancel all their subscriptions. And he said, it was killing me, and and it's like they, just like Marvel and DC, didn't care about the retailer and about the fans, and so he was like, "I'm just, I'm losing customers because you guys seem to have this agenda that that only serves you, and you're not, you know, you're you're not bringing new customers into my store. You're driving my old ones away." So, um, hmm. so I, yeah, I, I think there's, you know, I think there's a lot to be said. And he's not the only, you know, he's not the only retailer, you know, there's been a lot of them like that. Um, so yeah, I, I think that that's, that's, uh, that's certainly, uh, a, a problem. Um, uh, how many backers did we say we had earlier? 112, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We still have 112. I, I saw, I, I saw a number move over there, but I think it might've been the minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was like, something moved. um so yeah i think that uh you know here's and and listen i'm I'm not going to mention any names but i went to a dc writers uh uh panel at megacon okay mostly because i was i was there trying to meet someone Mm -hmm. and so i sat down at the back and there i didn't i don't you know what i don't know who they are and even if I did, I wouldn't mention names, okay? But they were talking about in writing comics. And this one writer said, I got this assignment to write this comp, this DC comic. And I had never, I didn't know anything about the character at all. And so I had to go and read a whole bunch of comics. My first thought was, why in the world did DC Comics give an assignment to a writer that knows nothing about the character? That's not the way you do things. Mm-hmm. That's you, strange. You, it is very strange, and 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 I'm and I'm sitting there listening, going, okay. Well, the other thing is, why in the world would you confess that on a panel <laughs> yeah. of comic of comic book geeks sitting in yeah. the in the you know? And uh, I don't know anything about this character, but I'm yeah. going to write it. Ha ha ha! What? No. What? <laughs> I was just sitting there thinking that would enrage everybody. Well, yeah, you, yeah, you could. I mean, you know, uh, you should have seen some of the looks out there. Um, uh, the writer then said, um, then said something about, well, I had to do all the research because you know, there are fans out there who read way more than I ever have. It sounds and like I, all fans read more than that person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I will confess, I was very surprised to, to, to hear that. You know, I was like, really? Why would they hire you then? You know, shouldn't you, shouldn't you have made a pitch? Um, you know, so I don't, I don't know. It was a, it was a surprise. Decision. Yeah, yeah, very. It was, a, it was a surprise to hear. Um, <laughs> wow. But 
uh, that's and and the fact that you had that, that that's very telling too. I had to read comic books. It sounds like a assignment <laughs> that is a chore. Yeah, yeah right. You know? Yeah, that's exactly what to. it sounded like. Yeah, you, you want to read them because they're they're cool. <laughs> yeah, they're fun. So yeah. what's wrong? <laughs> well, and you know, and I and I wonder, uh, I wonder if that's if that's just not indicative of the way that. Um, you know, Marvel DC in general are, are getting the writers these days is this, you know, they're just going out and, and, Oh shoot. Someone was, someone gave me a quote uh, and it came from, Oh shoot. Uh, someone gave me a quote. Hey, we got another backer. Yeah. Uh, right. Thank you. Thank yep. You. Uh, so Someone said, oh, uh, "Let me let me get the quote right." They're not hiring their. What, oh, here we go. Uh, the, and I don't remember who it was. I wish I could give attribution. I'm not. I didn't. This is not my quote, and I can't remember who was quoted. But someone was talking, and this is a this someone was a professional comic writer that said Marvel and DC aren't hiring writers anymore. They're casting writers. Ooh, that's a great, great, that's a great quote. That's yeah, really cool. and it's like, man, that's a yeah, that's a really great observation. That's a really good, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think I think that's a really good thing too, be- explanation too, because I think when before the characters came first, you know, and 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 that there's there's good you can say good things and bad things about that, you know. Yeah. And then we had the period where the creators came first, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I think the image guys were, were, were a prime, you know, example of that. Oh, yeah. The pendulum sways. And I feel like we're at the tipping point for it to swing back, hopefully back towards the characters, because, you know, um, you know, we're, we're everybody's there to read the books. Yeah. And anything extra that the person puts into it, you know, that's. I mean, I, I think I think politics, um, views, social uh, commentary was always part of Marvel to some yep. degree, you know, an X-Men, like without a doubt, yeah. you know, from, but, from from the onset. But, but it, it was, was cleverly like, written. It was the right? thing is, the thing is, it was it was. Yeah, this it was still well written and it didn't supersede the actual right. quality of the story. And, I, you know, that's 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 my. Uh, that's not even just my feeling. That's a fact. I'll, I'll say, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, and the thing is, you could you could read it, and and you weren't slapped in the face with with political commentary. Mm-hmm. They they first entertained you with the story about these mutants, right? And you're like, oh, I'm invested in these mutants and their lives and everything. But 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 layered underneath the story was political commentary, mm-hmm. and and that's. Now they don't know how to. I don't know if they don't. They don't know how to do it, or if they're not, or if they don't care. There's no layers. It's just like we're just going to slap you in the face with political commentary, and it's well, like I, nobody wants that. For me, it's not just slapping me in the face. It's if you slap the characters in the face, if you right. if you demean the characters and don't serve as uh, good ushers of that legacy, you know, then that's a that's a disservice. You know, that's a disservice to anybody. And and I get that feeling, like you know. I eat vegetables, I eat meat, but you know, there's times where my wife and we, I would go to a vegan restaurant and they'd be like, it's vegan bacon. And we're like, oh, okay, well, how are they going to do this? And it's like, oh, it's it's tofu and ground garbanzo beans with beet juice red dye. Like, this ain't no bacon. This ain't no bacon. You can call it, no, don't call it bacon because right. I know what bacon tastes like, you know? <laughs> you know? And they have this yeah, new thing funny. called beyond meat which is like if you ever had anybody at beyond meat beyond meat it, it's oh, actually no. kind of, kind of cool yeah. you know, 
it's it's the closer it's closer you know um <laughs> I just don't like any of it, so sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But it's not even beyond me, you know. It's, it's, you know. If I want a uh, steak, I want one tofu egg scramble. That's all I'm saying. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, uh, Ryan says, Kingdom Come is my favorite graphic novel, and Superman Great. is my favorite character. So DC wins in the end for me. Okay. Um, <laughs> Literally the end for Kingdom Come. Right. right. <laughs> Wubba, Wubba said it's always there it was always there and it didn't slap you in the face with it yeah i i think that that's that's right and i and i don't know if that's because the the writers who were writing back then were smarter or the editorial was uh was craftier in, in working with the writers to say hey you know you're this is too this is too blatant let's find a way to to, to make this a smarter story I don't know the answer to that I I, I, I don't know um, what that is uh, let's let's move on to let's move on to movies okay so um, think about your favorite Marvel movie and we're, we're not gonna debate those right we're, we're, we're just but think about your favorite Marvel movie and your favorite DC movie now. Which one of those do you like better? Uh, <laughs> Curtis, I'll let you go first. Marvel. Yeah. Marvel, definitely. <laughs> do, you, yeah. do, you, do you want to mention which ones? Yeah, yeah. Um, it would have to be, and I guess I, it's appropriate, it would have to be uh, Cap, <laughs> Captain America Winter Soldier is like cool. hands down one of the best ones. Um, and it, it teed off of the things that happened before and took it to a level. So I'd have to say that's my favorite. Um, for DC, um, I do like the new Batman movie. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, you know? I did too. But, but there was something very satisfying about about the Marvel movies more. And and all I can say is, I talk with my friends about this all the time. And at the end of the day, I still remember back when we had to wait three or four or five years for some type of superhero movie, or have to watch Adventures in Babysitting to see a, a cameo by Vincent D'Onofrio's Thor. <laughs> I, I mean, remember it, that. It was, it was <laughs> wait. Was he Thor? Yeah, that was Vincent D'Onofrio. I did not realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Yeah, I remember that very clearly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was. It was hard times, and 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 Dolph Lundgren as the Punisher. So whatever I see I, now, I, I still say at, at least it's not Dolph Dolph Lundgren's Punisher. Everything's better. Than <laughs> <him>. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Lundgren. <laughs> uh, Roberta, what about you? I don't know. It's it's hard to say because. <laughs> So you, you know, so I, I liked Endgame. I guess I think okay. that, that's my favorite, uh, just for the balance of it and you know story. Um, but I, my my issue with um with the Batman thing is I feel like I I like where they're going with it, the latest movie and such, mm. but I don't quite think it's gonna hit a favorite yet. So I'm still gonna go Marvel. Okay. But, <laughs> um, and they're yeah. funny. I I think they get humor properly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that really hits it with me. I think. Yeah. yeah. Like Ragnarok. Well, it's not the best movie, but oh my god, I laughed so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were one. Of, there were a couple of times I laughed, and I'm like, I shouldn't be laughing right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, the, the the haircut scene. You know, mm -hmm. I'm like. <laughs> shouldn't, I shouldn't laugh be, but right yeah. i shouldn't be laughing here right it's <laughs> funny though it was funny um yeah i think i have to agree with with uh with both of you um in that 
if I if I were to pick a if I had to pick a favorite of the Marvels, it would be tough. But I'm I would probably go, and I know this is uh, not going to be the same for everyone. But if you know me, you'll know why I picked it. But for me, it's got to be the Ultron, the Avengers mm-hmm. Ultron, mm-hmm. Um, and that's just because uh, the Vision was such a, a, a I love a, how they worked with the Vision. Oh yeah. man, exactly. you know, and and the Vision's always been one of my my favorite heroes. Um, so yeah, it's got to be for, for for that. It's got to be, and as far as my favorite DC movie, um. You know, uh, I, I I don't know. That's tough. Um, I, I guess it's going to have to be uh, one of the one of the Burton, either either the Burton Batman, mm-hmm. um, or maybe the um, um, oh shoot, who was the second guy that did the Batman? Not the actor, but the the director everybody talks about Nolan, right? Oh, mm-hmm. Nolan, yeah, yeah, the one the one with the uh, Joker the- with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not like mm-hmm. the third one. I know that makes Dean mad, but um, I like the third one. Oh, you did? Sorry. No, Roberta. No, there's so much wrong. With What's it. wrong? With there's so much wrong with that one. We'll have to have a talk about that. <laughs> Maybe we should have some movie review episodes. We should have a couple. I know <laughs> we've got to have these lively debates. Yeah, we really should. <laughs> yeah, that easy, easy filler right there. Yeah. <laughs> we, I wonder how we would do that and not get banned. I wonder if we could like yeah. show show it's part just of opinions. it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Personal well, I, opinions. We're not like you know. Yeah, I, I, I nominate the movie, the superhero movie of our time, Catwoman, starring Halle Berry. And <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's gonna start a fight. Painful. Painful. Yeah. yeah. There we yeah. go. Uh, anyway, so so, but so if I even take those as my favorites and and try to match them up against my favorite at, at Marvel, it's hands down Marvel, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, look at that! Uh, the Ninja Ginko says, uh, "Good evening. What's up? I hope I'm saying your name right." The Ninja Ginko, right? The Ninja. It's got to be the Ninja. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Wubba says, yeah, let's go with that generation of writers was more clever and intellectual. I have to uh, think Wubba's right there. Uh, <laughs> he says, Keaton, Batman, Moon Knight, and Morbius have been faves. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for a Silver Surfer movie. Mm-hmm. All right, so I should, I should I would go keep... for a Silver Surfer movie. Oh, yeah, man, I, would too. I should probably keep score, shouldn't I? So for, for <laughs> movies, for yeah. movies, we've mm-hmm. all said Marvel. So movies... Marvel's three DC zero. <laughs> so what about what about <laughs> what about uh, 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 what about uh, TV shows? Oh man, Marvel? I mean that's hard because like you know I loved the Hulk and I was little. Yeah. Oh, the one with uh, uh, Bill Bixby. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I really love that. So that started out, you know, a lot. Of course, Wonder Woman also. So, so the, that was the, the beginning. The Linda Carter Wonder Woman. Yes, Linda. Yeah. Carter. Okay. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going. You're going back. <laughs> you're I'm going just back saying. I was very young, and it was <laughs> influential. So, so, so of those two, then, if those are your favorite two, if you had to pick one of those, which would which would come out on top? If you can only only watch either the Bixby as Hulk or Linda Carter as Wonder Woman, which would you watch? I think I like the Hulk a little better. Okay, so mm-hmm. so Marvel gets a tick in the TV column mm-hmm. from Roberta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. yep, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Curtis, what about you? Ooh, it's I, I feel like 
to be really honest, I think the Marvel TV shows have always come up a little short for me. The, mm. the, recent, the recent incarnations. Um, and the one DC, DC, even though, you know, I don't know if it was the best show, but the CW shows were actually consistent. They were really good. Yeah. So um, that coupled with, I don't know if you guys saw Pe- uh, Peacemaker. Peacemaker Mm-mm. makes me feel like like DC's on the, I'm going to give DC the edge because Peacemaker was amazing. And, I and need to see that one, yeah. It's really good. And rumor has it that um, James Gunn might be taking over a big spot in DC and doing more TV shows and movies. So so I'm, I'm going to give it the edge to DC on that. That's hmm. okay. take, yeah. I, uh, I we started watching PC uh, uh, Peacemaker, but it got a little adult for us, and, and it is and so, a little yeah. <laughs> so kind of like yeah, all right, let's mm-hmm. let's let's we we bailed on it. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> so. it does it does come full circle. Though. I'll tell you this: it does it doesn't look like it, but it actually gets a little heartwarming at the end in like true James Gunn fashion. But you do have to get through the raunch uh, to get yeah, to so yeah, yeah. Uh, the ninja said uh, Peacemaker was savage. Awesome. Uh, and then, uh, oh shoot, here he goes. He goes, uh, he's gonna be changing his name soon. Uh, six million dollar man. Oh, you know, that's, a, that's oh, yeah. intriguing. Is that a, is that a comic book movie? No, that, was a, book TV TV show. Show? that was a TV show, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but is it a comic book? We should, uh, we should talk no. about that. I don't no. think so, yeah. Um, Hyper says, I'll choose watching Linda Carter over Lou any day. (laughs) (laughs) Though the Hulk show was probably better written and had the best intro theme music. I I thought that was a great theme song. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Uh, And and, and for those who who know, um, uh, have heard Barb talk about it, uh, Mm -hmm. she's kind of modeled, uh, that's kind of one of her inspirations for Divinity is the the storytelling Mm -hmm. Uh, format that that the Hulk TV show used. I mean, obviously, Divinity is not the Hulk, but it's just the the format of you know here he is a traveler on the road. Um, that's what Faced she's trying by to everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so she's kind of modeling modeling that uh, using that as a model for for Divinity, which I think is a, a very good idea. Great stuff. Um, yeah. Wubba says sixties Batman Doom Patrol would be my face for TV DC CW TV shows are always are great at the start and then fizzle out slowly. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I got to agree with that uh, because uh, we, we watched some, uh, I, I got a history of Marvel and DC as one-to-one. I'm, I'm going to be the tiebreaker here, aren't I? <laughs> um, uh, we, we watched a lot of the, the CW shows um, mm-hmm. and not all of them, but we watched a lot of them and we like, it's like, oh man, this first season really, really good. We like it so much. And then, and then for the arrow, it's like, Oh my gosh! Can he just stop whining already? He just, you know, it was it was good at first, but then he just became the whiner. And I'm like, he's not the arrow; he's the whiner. Come on, um, yeah. Um, and I think one of the things that that Marvel's doing good, and and I think that they they avoid this is they're doing little shorts. They're not doing. Mm, yeah, miniseries. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they're doing they're doing miniseries. So you get in and and get out. I think my favorite of the Marvels TV shows has mm-hmm. probably been uh, Falcon and, and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. That was good. Yeah, it was very much a a, a buddy cop thing. I love um you know I love the Falcon. I always have have liked the Falcon even back when he was with Captain America mm-hmm. uh, in the comics. Um, and, and I think he's uh, I forget the guys I forget the actor's name now. Um, oh gosh! Oh, Anthony Mackie. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think he's a fantastic uh actor. He does a great Falcon. Um, you know, I am not as hot on uh Wanda Vision as a lot of yeah. people are. Mm-hmm. Was in my back. I, I, I didn't go yeah, I, I thought it was it had some clever elements. What you know, the TV yeah, thing being did. one of them. Yeah, I thought, oh, that's kind of clever. You know, that's uh, that's neat. But I don't need three episodes of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's okay. Yeah, you're doing the TV thing. I get it. Um, but one episode was enough. Well, it did. It did evolve at least. Yeah, no, 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 it did. But I just thought it had it had a really slow, um, slow start. And mm-hmm. I thought um, uh, Moon Knight had. Have y'all seen Moon Knight? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I haven't seen the whole thing. I'm like two yeah. episodes shy, so okay. I like it. I think yeah. it's good. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed. But BJ really liked Moon Knight, um, but she didn't. You know, she she entered into it not knowing anything about the character. Of course, yeah. I'm watching it, going, eh, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that. Right? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, but... "What? I liked it. I liked it." Um, mm. I thought Moon Knight had a really 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 slow and confusing middle mm-hmm. the whole the whole hospital stuff i'm just like yeah. what are we doing here and why are we still here <laughs> had to figure it out that's for sure yeah but i did i did like um except for the uh shoot i can't just curtis hadn't seen the last part so i had a I got a tiptoe here um i thought the in summation i didn't think that we saw moon knight enough in the series not you know, much it, it, it yeah. was a it was a moon night show and we didn't see him in costume that much oh, that's but a it was pretty funny trying to oh, swap yeah. costumes i mean yes yeah <laughs> the whole the whole idea of you know his version of the costume was right he reminded me a lot of the mask when he did that mm-hmm. oh that's you a know? good one yeah um which you know not not a terrible thing uh, Denin just said he was comic book. Uh, he's a character in the Super God comic. Jerry Craven is was his name. Uh, Peacemaker, I guess okay. is what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, and Wubba says I'm anxious for Sandman on Netflix. Yeah, that's gonna be oh, interesting yes. to see what they do with that. So mm-hmm. love Sandman very much. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna have to give the uh, the nod slightly to Marvel on the TV shows. Okay. So, um, so that's a uh, Marvel two DC one. So, are we not mentioning the the Luke Cage and Jessica Jones? The Netflix ones? Uh, yeah, those were well, really interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> really Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Marvel down like three points just on the Iron Fist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was wow. going to ask you about that, Curtis. Did you? Did you yeah. like Foo and Iron Fist? You know, I put a cease and desist order on that show. Just not to show. Oh, Iron oh, Fist didn't goodness. make sense. At all. Oh, it did so not. It, it, you know, and, and and the thing about it is, I really wanted to like Iron Fist. Oh. I, I wanted to like it. You know, it was. Oh, and I, oh, hard. And I, I believe the hype. They were like, "Oh, we got this fight choreographer, and we're going to use these kung fu styles." And I know kung fu. I know what the styles look like. And I was like. This guy's doing Taibo all over people's faces. Like, this isn't Kung Fu. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Horrible show. Game no, no. See, see, I think Roberta may be onto something. We, we could get uh, Curtis just ripping the show apart, right? 
<laughs> I think so. Wubba says, what? I want a re recount, Roland. DC wins on TV. <laughs> uh, you know, and I, have, I haven't seen some of the other shows like Teen I Titans. Like, and... I like Luke Cage, though, a lot. You know, I, I, I liked the Daredevil Netflix show. Yes, I like that, too. Uh, yeah, in matter of fact, I just uh, spent probably... Oh, sometime last week, I went down the YouTube rabbit hole watching all the fight scenes. Yeah. Uh, from because someone on YouTube, you know how YouTube is. Someone put a, a made a clip all the Daredevil fight scenes, right? So I just watched oh, yeah. that. <laughs> all the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So and those were those were really good. I, I just think uh, what Charlie Cox, right? I think he's a. Mm -hmm. I think he made a real. I wasn't you know hot on the costume, but I get it. Um, but I thought that man, he was a he was a good uh, he was a good daredevil. I thought mm -hmm. he was he was perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I'm glad they're bringing him back. Right? You yes, know? me too. I was I was even though he I wanted to see more of him. It was is exciting to see him uh, very briefly in uh, Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I was like, oh, cool. And of course, you know, the thing about it is, I saw him, and then I'm expecting him to be. I'm expecting Daredevil in the show then, right? And it's like, nah, no, didn't they didn't Daredevil. bring it. No, it's like, it's okay. tease. All right, it's, yeah. It's like when you go to the fancy restaurant and they have the dessert cart, you know? <laughs> and, it's like, you know? and it's like the dessert cart just walked right past you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> All right, so let, let's move now to animation. And uh, mm -hmm. Roberta, we'll let you go first again. Animation, uh, your yes. favorite Marvel That's animation, true. and your okay. favorite DC animation, and then which one wins? Hmm. Oh, because because I like the Wonder Twins and all that. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Roberta's going back in the catalog. <laughs> I always like going back there. No, I, I okay. I I did. I like, like the too. animated Batman. Yes, uh, that was really good. Yes, um, it was. Oh, that was great. Uh, I don't know if it's better. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go with with um. What? I don't know where to pick with the Marvel because you know I guess it. Come back to me with that. I okay. Need to think about <laughs> what my actual favorite might be. <laughs> I need to. I need to think about that one. What about it, Curtis? Oh, um, well, yeah, favorite Marvel animation was definitely Into the Spider-Verse. I thought that was just phenomenally executed. Yeah. Okay, um, if we're going there, yes. Yeah. I, <laughs> unfortunately, I have, to, yeah. I have to say that was so good. It was beautiful. Yes, it was. That, that would be my favorite. Yeah. And and for DC, um, I really like, I mean, uh, DC, I like the two-part Dark Knight Returns adaptation. I thought that was really solid, and they really got it. And um, I would have to give it to DC. I mean, when you see what warner brothers animation has been doing for years starting with the bruce tim batman yeah. and all the straight to video and they actually had things that were there were continuity all the adaptations and the amazing amount of characters and just the stellar work i know a fair amount of the guys that work on that and they work their tails off to get everything um you know perfect and so i think i definitely give that that edge to dc I was, I was just i think roland would appreciate this i was just talking to them the other day to some of the storyboard artists and they were saying People don't appreciate how hard it is to write superhero or even storyboard superhero sequences because you have to remember, like, 
the fan is going to look at it and go, well, why didn't he use this power in this situation? And, oh, yeah. this, doesn't, this doesn't match up with his code of conduct. And this doesn't match up with this. And why wouldn't this person use this part? And they said it's like this tangled you know, string that you have to get to to be true to the characters. And to hear them express those challenges just tells me how much they, they truly care about those, those, uh, those films and those videos. I think uh, I definitely give the edge to DC on that. Yeah. 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 Well, I did. I did really like the Spider-Man animated series. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So so, Roberta, you giving the nod to 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 Marvel or DC? I think I'm going DC on that one. Okay. Uh, you know what? I think I got to go DC too because uh, I, I think probably um, uh, I probably haven't watched as much of the animation as I have the other stuff, but. For for the Marvel animated, uh, obviously the Spider Verse was just just you know awesome. Yeah. Um, but when you think about the tele the the maybe TV shows, uh, things like the the, the Spider Man uh, series was mm-hmm. you know that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Avengers stuff too. Uh, mm-hmm. It was you, you know even we some some old Malibu folks worked on that, but I, I like yeah. the Avengers. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> much as i like those uh i i think the dc stuff the justice league stuff that uh dc did yeah we i pretty, used to watch that pretty solid cool. oh man that stuff is so good mm-hmm. um and um oh shoot what was the other one i was just thinking of oh uh young justice yeah uh, you know that is so good Mm-hmm. Uh, and and like you said, there's you know there's other content. I, like again, I haven't seen as much of it as I wish I had seen, um, because I know some of it's available on Netflix and that kind of stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. I, so I need to watch more. But I, I do think that uh, I do think that DC gets the nod um, when it comes to uh, comes to animation. Certainly, totally. It's unanimous. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's yep. unanimous. So, 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 so far we've got uh, movies, Marvel three, DC zero, TV, Marvel two, DC one, animation, Marvel zero, DC three. Mm-hmm. So there's a trend. It, it's a pretty tight. It's a pretty tight race here. Mm-hmm. So uh, this one may be uh, a little different because uh, I'm not sure that any of us uh, have that much experience. But let's talk about video games. What about uh, what about video games? Curtis, you probably have more. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Guilty as charged. I got this. I didn't get these calluses on these thumbs from Kung Fu. That's from. Kung Fu. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> A lot of video games. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so so we'll start with you, so Roberta and I can listen to you. Yeah. Both of opinion. So, uh, your 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 favorite Marvel video game versus your your favorite uh, DC video game, and then and then which one comes out on top? Well, let's go a little bit further back. I was born in Honolulu, Hawaii. About four. No, no. <laughs> That's what. Oh, Rome's favorite thing about bad storytellers. Let me let me tell you a story before. I <laughs> right. A free story. <laughs> no, um, I, uh, I'd say uh, for me right now, um, it's it's a pretty close call. It's a pretty close call because um, DC had like uh, Warner Games had great stuff like the Batman Arkham series, which is just really mm-hmm. good. They had the DC had a Telltale series where it was like like story based uh, Batman games. Those are excellent. Their Batman games are great. 
Um, and then for Marvel, they had they had tied up with Capcom back in the day for Street Fighter mm-hmm. video games. But uh, most recently, they're tied their their Spider Man Insomniac games, uh, Insomniac Development Studio. Those Spider Man games are amazing. They're they're everything that I ever wanted in a Spider Man game. Wow. Um, yeah, and they're okay. going to be doing the Wolverine one soon too. Um, so I I have to I have to say as much as I play both, it's a tie because they've also had huge misses. Um, the Avengers game. Uh, from what I hear, it's just a hot mess. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. On, on two levels, like uh, one, they put a lot of stuff behind a paywall, and then the story part of the uh-huh. campaign. If I understand it correctly, people thought that they were playing it and going to play an Avengers game, and uh, the Avengers get sidelined at the beginning of the game, and you have to play as Kamala Khan, uh, Ms. What? That's yeah. weird. Because she's going to going to bring everybody together, all the Avengers back together. So it's kind of a bait and switch when you get that game. Oh, that. that's no, that's not cool. Yeah, so, like that. yeah. So, um, but I, I give it a tie. I have to say tie because they a both tie, okay. really good yeah. stuff. Really good stuff. Uh, yeah, so well, sorry, Brolin. <laughs> I, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't a vote. You haven't a vote. I uh, can't vote. Yeah, I, you know, I, I mean. <laughs> I I can say the Capcom stuff just because that's the only ones I played. Yeah, those are great. <laughs> so, I love them; they're fun. But yeah, that's all I got. So you, you did you play those in the um, in the arcade? In the arcade? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I played. We got the and you help me out, Curtis. Uh-huh. Um, these go back to the Nintendo. They were four player. See, my problem is I don't play. I, I, I am not drawn to single player games, mm-hmm. uh, which is what a lot of these games are. You know, you play as Spider Man, and, and no one plays with you. You solo yeah. the game, and same for you know Batman and things like that. I'm I'm not drawn to those games. That's just not something I, I pick up because I don't want to play by myself. Yeah, you know, usually if I'm going to play games, I want to play with with people. You know, I want to play with somebody else, my friends, and so I don't have a whole lot of. I can't think of any of the single player games that i played for either company but we played um the one so we played two of the marvel ones we played the one with the Mm x-men and um which you could choose your x-men and and you all all four of you go through the the the, you have the danger room and uh um not the danger room uh cerebro you could go you 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 navigated x-mansion and stuff like that and they had bedrooms that you could go and talk to them. It was kind of story driven. I can't remember what it was now, but we played we played that as a family. Uh, and then the same, we had the Avengers one. Uh, can you can you think of the names of them? Um, I we I just remember there was the arcade ones. There was an arcade Avengers game, and there was an X Men arcade game. Um, and both the X Men arcade game was based off of the X Men animated series pilot that never got further made with uh, Kitty Pride and stuff. This was really good. Um, nin- nin- Nintendo. What was the uh, Avengers video game? Nintendo. Um, uh, I'm trying to Ultimate Alliance. Okay, okay. Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, that's uh, that's what we would we played Ultimate Alliance, and uh, really enjoyed those uh, again because you know we played them uh, as a family. Um, this is where Brett. My son, this is where he got uh, the addiction for Deadpool because Deadpool was one of the characters in there. And he said all these funny, you know, he would teleport and say all these funny things. And Brett just loved that, right? So he was playing Deadpool. BJ would always play Wolverine. 
because she yeah she just said, I just want to beat people up. <laughs> uh, so since I have to since I have to be a tiebreaker, um, my tiebreaker's got to go for Marvel just because I I, I haven't played a lot of uh, of the DC games. So um, so yeah, it's gotta gotta go Marvel there. So all right, so that's movies, television, animation, video games. What else is left? Good show. I gotta go, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Can't help it. Yeah, that, was, that was a perfect timing and delivery, Roberta. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. That was really fun. Okay. Good show. So think about you. legal questions next week. We're gonna have a, a mm-hmm. young uh, a young guy on here fire. next next week who's going to be uh, studying uh, to be a lawyer. So we'll, we'll pepper him with lots of legal comic booky questions. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. Yeah. Okay, good. So, nope. uh, oh, Curtis, you're already up. You good to share? <laughs> I'm just going straight to it. Okay, yeah. There you All go. All right, excellent. Um, <laughs> okay. All right, bye, Roberta. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Uh, Curtis, give us a quick uh, what we're looking at. Sure. So this is a page of my my upcoming uh, Silverline comic book, Shadow Ghost, and um, I'm doing all the artwork for it. So it's actually went from pencils to inks, and then now I'm laying the flats and going back and rendering. And so but what you're going to see is you're going to see me hopping back and forth because um, I have all the concept art here with all the colors. And you'll notice that in a lot of the character designs, I even have the swatches for the specific mm-hmm. colors. That's cool. And so, yeah, so I just so I, it's always consistent. So I always kind of keep a couple windows open, and I'm always going to be going back with the color picker and making sure I have the exact colors. Perfect right. color, yeah, excellent, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So that's Very what cool. I'm mm-hmm. um, so what about toys? I guess. Oh, that's a that's a tough one. Uh toys. Hmm. I mean, I think Marvel had more plentiful toys, but I kind of always feel like DC always kind of had a little bit nicer or more upscale toys than marvel yeah. you know that's kind of my, my my thoughts on it but yeah yeah, yeah I, I i was never a big toy person um mm-hmm. but i kind of felt the same way I, I felt that um you could get a lot of the marvel toys mm-hmm. um but dc's were just s- sort of better yeah. um you know just just seemed to be a higher higher quality Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that we had a couple of, of Marvel toys that uh, that broke, and um, my and Brett used to take the the big DC, you know, the little eight inch characters, the hard plastic ones. Man, he'd take those things and beat them against each other. <laughs> now, while Martian Manhunter got Batman blue all over his chest for being <laughs> beat on, he survived. You know, he he yeah. he, he wasn't broken. Um, Oh, look at this! Oh, we got uh, somebody popping in here. Aaron Humphrey says, "Nice." Hey, Aaron. He says, which page is this? Oh, what page? This is page 11. Page 11. All right. So, so that's the halfway point. Yeah, yeah. And I've actually Whee! kind of been doing a lot of the – the process has changed. You know, I'm learning how I want to do this. So now I go ahead and I take a, a page from pencil all the way to flats. And then wow. from there. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So it's kind, of, it's kind of nice to kind of see how it formulates before you do the next page. You kind of start to have like a, a clear idea how the whole yeah. thing's going. You know, I think I'm not an artist, but I think my fear of doing that would be Mm -hmm. I would get 
to page, you know, 17. And then, oh, man, I want to go back and add this on page, you know, two. Because, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And if you finish yeah. it all, then uh, it's harder to add, you know? So. Two. Yeah, I think I think that's that's also why I, I spend so much time like doing all the all the concept. So mm-hmm. I kind of have like a clear idea. I mean, I have to kind of rein myself in sometimes, but a clear idea of like the the level of color and rendering, and um, and I'm mainly going for like a very kind of um, manga anime aesthetic. So like kind of flat. I was like kind of flat right. kind of uh, kind of color rendering. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's fun. it's fun. You know, I'm having a having a good time working on it. But, Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So I think we both gave DC the nod for toys, didn't we? Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, what about have... um, what about any other kind of um? So we, we mentioned video games earlier. Have you ever played any of the other, uh, maybe any kind of board games uh, with Marvel or DC? I played RPGs. I mean, there yeah. was a Marvel RPG back mm-hmm. in the day, and there was a Batman RPG. And, um, just a Batman, not a DC. It was literally just Batman. It was literally just bat- a Batman RPG. And you, but I mean, you could play like Nightwing or have any, you know, they kind of basically would be like in Gotham, you know, so you could have, you know, your own bat family character or something, yeah. like, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I, I played that. Um, I have a Marvel card game over there that a friend gave me, but I haven't, I haven't, I haven't played it yet. So yeah. how about yourself? Yeah, no, it's the RPGs. That's the only thing I've ever played. And, and, and I didn't play either one of them very much because we always played something different. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was a, I played a lot of um, uh, Superworld. Are you familiar with Superworld? I'm not. Who, who made that one? Uh, it's Chaosium. It was a Chaosium game. Okay. Um, the Probably the leader at the time was either Champions or Villains and Vigilantes. Mm-hmm. But I preferred the Superworld uh, game system. It was just a, a lot for me. It was just a lot easier to understand, easier to teach. Um, I was actually, uh, I was actually the game master. For, oh, nice. Yep for for about five years. Um, so, and, and truth be told, Curtis, uh, some of some of what ended up in the comic books comes from the games. Oh yeah. Yep. Like sure cat enough. and mouse, or, or, or no, 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 not, not cat and mouse. Uh, um, now demon was. Uh, now demon precedes my the game, but he was in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely, I've got a character sheet still with him. Um, uh, let's see, there, there, is some, some kind of some story elements, that, things that I mean, I didn't pull it straight from uh, the. As you know, if you played any, you know, you can't, you can't. Well, we can't really do that exactly as a comic, but that's kind of a cool thing, you know. We can do this. Yeah. Um, Have you ever played heard of um, Heroes Unlimited? It was by Palladium Press, I think. That was a, a good superhero. RPG. I nope, never played that one. Um, the first one I ever heard of was called um, Heroes Twenty Forty Four. Okay, maybe might have been Superheroes Twenty Forty Four. And I got that one when I was in high school, but I didn't know anyone you know to play with, so I just you know didn't do anything. And then Superworld came out when I was in college. And so I grabbed that and started playing it with some college college friends, and that's we we just kind of stuck with it, and you know we bought the champions uh, modules and the the villains and vigilantes and looked at looked at those and kind of you know played with them a little bit, but we stuck with the uh, with Superworld, and uh, like I said, we played that for. It's funny because we started off playing it at a junior college, 
And then we all transferred down to a major college and just kept playing it. <laughs> well, was it was it the same characters? I mean, like the same, essentially mm -hmm. the same. Character? That's yep. great. I, I love when that happens because then you have like this. It's like the best TV show ever, right? When yes, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. We used to Malibu. We used to meet and play um, some RPGs, and it was all Mal some of the Malibu guys. We played. There was a Street Fighter RPG at one point. Really. And we played that for like three or four years. And, wow. Um, with Dan Danko and, and, and Jason Levine and those guys. And um, it became like a TV show. I mean, at the end, it was like everybody knew each other. Everybody had their, their punchlines and everybody yeah. interacted. And, and it was it was great. It was great. Dan uh, Danko played that? Oh, and yeah. And he and he was he was such an antagonizer. Wow. I mean, he, he would do things. Really? Like, Dan Danko was? No. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I still, and for those of you that don't know, Dan, Dan Danko was, he was one of the, um, would he, he was one of the editorial staff yeah. and he was one of the writers at Malibu. And um, he was very snide. I, I always remember one of my things that if you mm -hmm. want to know Dan Danko in full, one of the funniest things is we had a, a column called Ask Diane, where where right. Diane Bada would would answer, you know, like Stan used to, would answer mm -hmm. questions and one time she was busy or had to go somewhere and Dan took over and he called it Ask Dan. And so he literally crossed out her name in the comic book and put Dan over it. And then somebody asked some really obtuse question like, you know, well, how does this superpower work under these conditions and so forth and so on? And Dan wrote this long paragraph. I appreciate it. We love hearing from the fans and that's very smart. And you'll notice an issue too. And this, 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 I would love to explain, but as you can see, I've run out of room. End of the article. <laughs> but he would be the guy if the, if the villain was about to give his big exposition speech. Like one time, I think he was telling me he was playing a game where all these clones were in their chambers and they're the villains giving his spe big speech. Dan just took a machine gun and shot all the test tubes and killed all the clones before they could hatch at the uh, precise moment. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> but yeah, RPGs. Um, did did DC have an RPG? I don't. I don't. Know. They did. Yeah, I forget what mm -hmm. it was called. Um, uh, well, you know what? I have this thing called Google, don't I? <laughs> um, DC role playing game. It's um, called the DC Universe. Okay. Role play, yeah, DC Universe role playing game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, now here, here's here's one I got for oh you. Oh my Mark. gosh, a <laughs> hundred and twenty nine bucks. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I guess so. May may have to see if I've still got my copy. I'll sell mine for a hundred hundred and twenty five bucks. Wow. Yeah, it's funny to see how things uh, have that kind of value, you know. So, like, yeah. what, what, what makes that have a value? Um, well, here, here's a question: um, Who's who, or Marvel Universe? You know, mm, remember those those, yeah. those two uh, kind of compendiums, I guess you could call them. Yep, yep. Which which did you think, or do, did you prefer one? Did you think one was better than the other? Well, I own both of them because yeah. uh, certainly they those came out at the time when you know I was wanting to know about the characters and I was trying to you know break into writing for for both of the companies. So I own both of them, mm -hmm. um, but probably I'm going to say uh, I don't own them anymore. I got rid of them. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to say probably the Marvel uh, Marvel version. Yeah, those were great. And, yeah. 
And it may may have to do with the fact that I, you know, I, I knew more about the Marvel characters and preferred that more. But but I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the Marvel version. What about you? I'd have to say so too. Do you, do you do you recall they did a second edition of Who's Who, and it was really weird where it was like for a three ring binder. So you would buy these packs with triple hole punch things in it, and you yourself had to provide the binding. You're right. Like, yeah. <laughs> like getting the binder, you know. I mean, Be- believe it or not, I actually put those in the binder. Yeah, I did too. I did too. <laughs> I totally did. I, I yeah. have them somewhere, you know. Oh, um, I got I got rid of mine. Um, I got rid of mine in the early two thousands uh, okay. on, on on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, I saw an interview. You know, the inker Joe Rubenstein mm-hmm. was talking about how he inked everything for Marvel Universe, and he said it was the best gig because he got a full page rate for a single character illustration. And he said it was one of the best jobs that he had, you know. Listen, I've talked to several people who worked for Marvel, um, Marvel merchandising. Uh-huh. Excuse me, not with the, not the Marvel comics, but the Marvel merchandising. And they said uh, almost almost all of them that I can remember said, hey, they'd rather do that than work for Marvel comics because <laughs> the pay is better, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and they don't have to draw as much. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've heard that they're more particular often. It's like, no, we need you to excuse me, we need you to redraw this or we need you to fix this nose or we need you to, so the, so they would have to do more like corrections, mm-hmm. but still in the grand scheme of things, the, the, it, it was less work than, than, you know, drawing a comic book page. So like, yeah, I would rather, I would rather do that because there's more, is it your phone? It is. It is. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> you know, that, that, I, I will honestly say that ha- hasn't really happened terribly much on on our streams. No, I was, usually I'm, I'm surprised it hadn't happened more. Not for you, <laughs> but I'm just saying for everybody. You know, in general, right? Yeah. Well, before I forget, it looks like we have nine minutes left on uh, on the Kickstarter, so we're getting close. It looks like it's going to end right as the show ends. Yep. So. Yep. I think so. I will. Uh, we'll, we'll 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 stay focused on you until we get down to a couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I um, I, yeah, I would I would have to give the edge to to Marvel Universe. I think that was that was great. Yeah, so. yeah, I, I think so uh, as well. So uh, you so you know, I'm just noticing my list here, and since we're kind of at the at the, at the home stretch, uh, I noticed that we didn't actually we talked about the comic some, but we never actually kind of graded those. Mm. uh scored them i should say um so do you think marvel comics if you think about your favorite marvel comics and your favorite marvel dc comics which one do you think gets the edge for you that's tough that's really tough um so let me let me let me put it in in a in a different way mm -hmm. um think about maybe your favorite marvel comics and your favorite DC comics when you first started reading, okay, and then maybe today. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good uh-huh. one. In that sense, if you're thinking, if, if that if that's kind of the metrics, I'd have mm-hmm. to go with DC actually, because I still I still you see today over... or DC then? Oh, you mean you mean you're talking about? Do I still read the ones from back then now or or yeah, in general? Um, I I feel like um, I've actually I read more of the some of the DC like um, graphic novels more yeah. than I do my old Marvel stuff, to be honest. And, and I know it's cliche, but I still, I still read Watchmen at least yeah. once every year, you know, I mean, that's kind of one of the things like with, with my book, it's like, you can't really tell it here, but I love that Dave Gibbons had that kind of, was it nine panel format? The or nine panel grid. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
I, I really love that structure and what he was able to pull pull off with that. So and the, yeah, go ahead. Well, and the funniest thing is, is I, I I chose it because I thought it would make things a little bit easier for me to navigate doing my first book. And then the realization was, wow, that's a huge challenge because you don't break the panel as much. You don't have splash pages and things like that to really draw people's eye. You have to do it. You have to do all the angles inside the panel to make it interesting. Yeah. And it shows any error, any flaws you have in composition or storytelling are just right there on Main Street. So so that's why I still am a huge fan of Watchmen. I think that's a great Yeah. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, it, I didn't mean to kick you off that no, quick. No, that's, I, I was trying to get this because uh, so, so my, you know, my, my good buddy Stephen Butler is always <laughs> sending me stuff. And this is from this is a page from the Defenders. What one of the things I love about this? Look right there in the center. We're talking about that. the nine, nine panel grid, right? This is one of yeah. your nine panel grid. Hulk sm- smashes this guy into the p- panel below him. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, let's, oh yeah, there we go. I can I can zoom up on this, right? So can I? Yeah. So you can see here, right? Hulk bumps the guy and he into the into the panel below. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Right. And the guy, he gets but wow. <laughs> have I got a bad headache? <laughs> <laughs> Not nearly as you're gonna have. And then and then uh oh shoot, what Nighthawk uh, drops a machine on his head. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that. I'm sorry, it was funny. <laughs> oh, no, I love it too. As Stephen uh, Stephen Butler sent these to me, he sent a bunch of pages, but I spotted that page. I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, Hulk knocks a guy into the next panel. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, That's so cool. Uh, yeah, uh, so you know, I would actually have to say, uh, for me, Marvel gets a nod on, on, and I don't really read new Marvels. Um, I kind of keep up, or DCs. I kind of keep up with what's going on. Um, uh, Certainly, Marvel gets the nod for me uh, as a reader from in the seventies and the eighties. Um, mm-hmm. I think DC had a I think DC had a good post crisis. I think DC had a really good offering had really good offerings in the late eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, today, I would actually, if I were reading based on the news and and stuff that I see, I would have to give the the nod to Marvel because DC seems to to have fully embraced as Wubble was talking about earlier. DC seems to really embrace the 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 politically correct, you know, let's do everything uh, that you fans are going to hate, uh, and we don't and we don't care. Uh, mm-hmm. They seem to be have fully embraced that. I mean, Marvel does some of it as well, so I'm not saying they're innocent. I just it just seems like um, DC has just gone full full gung ho. So so you know, one of the things I noticed, uh, Curtis, mm-hmm. and you you may appreciate this. So. Yeah. You know, everybody knows Marvel and DC are always, uh, you know, hiring the same people. And, you know, edit- you talk to some editors. Oh, I was an editor at DC. Oh, yeah. We've been, I was an editor at Marvel before that. Right. So um, so one of the things that, that I noticed is that uh, if you look at the DC offices today and then for the last four, several years, that was it's pretty much the Marvel offices of the 90s. How interesting. It, Isn't I- it, though? Yes, that's a really good point. And, and, and you know, uh, I, I'm not going to tell you who said it, but someone said, so you're telling me when I when I pointed this out, I said, so you're saying that the same people that ran Marvel into the ground in the 90s are the same people who's running DC into the ground today? I said, I didn't say that, but 
<laughs> but you know, there, there's a, there's a lot of the same, the same people. Not, you know, it's not exclusively the same, but there's a, you, you look around and you're like, wow, that's the same people doing that. Well, so, you know, what's funny is I, I, I realized finally at this age is whenever I start a new job, there's the job that you're, they say you're supposed to do. And then there's the job that people want you to do. Yeah. And uh, so that, you know, that, that's something to navigate maybe in that situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think as, as, you know, as we, we, we said earlier, I, I think that, um, I think there's a lot of people that would like to understand why they're doing the things that they're doing, mm-hmm. you know? All right, Curtis, we're down to two minutes to, to go okay. here. I, I think, uh, I think at some point in time it will start, it will start showing us seconds. Um, so we are at 59, 50, I'm sorry, 58, 79, which puts us eight, nine, $121 away from 6,000. So not looking like we're going to make that 6,000 stretch goal. And we are six backers away from 100, uh, 120 backers. So not looking like we're going to make that, uh, particular stretch goal either, but, uh, we've got 114 awesome backers who have helped us get this project uh, live. And um, oh, there we go. There's our seconds uh, starting to, to count down Thank you now. Guys. Yep. So, um, so thank all of you so very much for backing our Kickstarter and uh, for having the faith in us that you do. We know that there's a lot of you who who backed, you know, uh, all of them. Um, oh, you know what? I wonder if I could ever do that. Go back and look and see if we've got anybody who's backed, uh, who's backed every campaign. Oh, look at that. Somebody else popping in here. I don't know if he realizes that he's on stream. (laughs) Gotta put my camera up. Well, because I had to take my camera off to use my Cintiq. So, welcome, welcome. Congratulations, Aaron. Another successful campaign. Yep. Yeah. And, so, and jumping in here is Aaron, the penciler of uh, the obsoletes. Yeah, I thought I, I thought I'd come on. Uh, so I have been, I've been just checking it. It's been a busy week, <laughs> busy weekend, but I'm glad to see it yeah. coming in. Uh, I know that we made our goal and stuff, but yep. Yeah, yep. I was gonna come home and post uh, pages of issue two to uh, get people excited, but since you have two minutes left, and you just have to wait for the next Kickstarter. <laughs> That's to right. see those pages, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so, right. uh, yeah. So yeah, we were just uh, we were just in the process of thanking uh, folks, Aaron, just saying uh, we got 114 mm-hmm. awesome folks who who got us not just to goal. But got us over the goal and uh, and got us to two stretch goals. Uh, got us to that first one really fast too. Yeah. Um, and so we've got some some awesome backers out there, and I just uh, you know I just think it's awesome that uh, you guys have the, the faith and confidence in us to just uh, keep coming back. And what I was saying to Curtis is I want to figure out the. Well, here we go. We're almost done here. Woohoo! All right, you see the, the confetti going. They actually did, oh, that's, that's funny. I didn't know they actually did that when you reach goal. Yep. So yep. what happens if you don't? Do they just does the page page blow open like a bomb or something? Or you know, I don't know. 
I, I mean, and now I'm kind of curious, like, did they do something we don't know that they go like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it matter, so I don't know. <laughs> Sad trombone. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I don't know the answer to that. Seeing as to how Silverline has uh, has run 18 and funded 18, I'm not really sure what the, yeah. what they do. I don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I want yeah. to probably just look up online. I'm sure somebody would show. They probably don't do anything, but I just, I mean, <laughs> what a way to like, you know, rub it in, you know? Yeah. I would imagine that they don't do anything. That, yeah. that would, that's just a guess on my part, but I would mm-hmm. imagine they don't do anything. So, um, but, uh, but yeah. So, uh, yeah. Oh, no. What I was saying to Curtis is I wonder if, the, if there's a way. Uh, and if any of you guys are listening and you've backed uh, multiple Kickstarters, let us know how many you've backed. I would be kind of curious to see how many, because I know we've got a, a bunch of recurring names that mm-hmm. uh, these guys come out and, and they support us. Uh, uh, I mean, campaign after campaign, and, and just mm-hmm. makes my heart happy that they, when I see these names pop up, I'm, you know, it makes me feel good that, you know, the thing about it is we do su- such a variety. I know in my heart that, that some of them are going, you know what? I don't really like barbarians, but I'm going to back this one because I like Silverline and they've delivered and I know I'm going to get my books. I, I know <laughs> that they're out there and I'm not asking for confessions, but I know uh, that some of them are out there and they back us just because th- they like us. And and that makes my heart so happy. You I, know? I wonder too, I, I don't know. I don't know the difference between kickstarting like, a single property like we kickstarted Beyond the Stars Obsoletes as its own Kickstarter and then combining. I don't know there's a difference. I know a lot of people do Kickstart anthologies. Right. Yeah. Um, so I yeah. don't know if there's like more successful if you just focus on one property or if you do this, you get a little more success because a little bit of everything for everyone. I'd be curious yeah. to know if there's any difference between those two. Probably not that much of anything, but. Yeah. Well, I, I would say based on, you know, because some of our early Kickstarters were were uh, single properties. Yeah. And and if you look at them, I, I think that probably for us, we're better off. A wise Silverliner has said before, a rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah. And, uh, and so <laughs> and I, I, I think that we that's something that we get to see. Now, one of the, the discussions and I talked to, to one of our backers at uh, Megacon today um, and he's like, I am not a fan of your your all in one books. And I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, but you do anthologies. Why, how, what's yeah. the difference? You know, and but mm-hmm. he, he was like, he goes, I don't mind you know having to pledge to all of them, but give me singles, you know, don't don't. <laughs> put them That's all in more like what would happen how much extra would that let's say i wonder how much that would be how much it affected if we split it and like you can get all of them together in one book or you can pick apart it seems like if you pick apart it would that be just too much stuff on the kickstarter to look through yeah uh i mean so we've done a pretty good job of of um of cutting down the number of tiers now yeah. and and that's because i will say this that's because kickstarter has added add-ons yeah so so rather than us so all the stuff that we had is add have as add-ons now we used to have to do as a separate tier right? and now, yeah it would make it a huge list and now we could just say hey get this and then you can add on any of this stuff you know yeah. uh so so i am very thankful for the add-ons uh what was i going to do i was going to look something up oh yeah um 
The but, only thing I I want, and I and I'd be curious to know if anyone. I I've sometimes I've wondered are, are doing all in one books. I think are fun is collectability of getting the all in one books. But if people want to just collect the single issues of each series to have like issue one, two, three, four, but they can do that by going to Indie Planet because then we sell these individually at Indie Planet. Right, so you should be able to go over there and do that. I don't know yeah. if that's hurting collectors, but then I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm just guessing. It is. I've often wondered, but I it I when people have asked me, is it an anthology? And I'm like, well, no, because you're getting three complete issue ones in one mm-hmm. book. They're not short stories that are self-contained. They're issue ones. This almost reminds me a little bit of like the Shonen Jump type thing, where you get like. Mm-hmm complete right. stories that's right. that's what i thought and i've always been curious to try this and see if something like this would ever work but you know like in an american comic format because i know in japan they do it all the time but i don't know i shonen jump came to america in printed form but it only lasts like a year or two and then it, it, they quit but that was right during the crash of the whole magazine market so i yeah. think it was just a bad time in general i don't think it was the magazine itself yeah so yeah so so uh, obviously from from uh, you know our point of view from 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 like where we sit mm-hmm. trying to raise money which is what we're, we're trying to do yeah. you know it's uh it's cheaper for us to print one cover with 70 pages than it is to yeah. print three different issues yeah. so you know if we're trying to raise money which is what we're trying to do right we're trying to raise money for this it, it makes more sense for us to go here's one cover that has yeah. all three of your stories Instead of three, because we we wouldn't make you know. As, oh yeah, as, I totally understand that. I just curious to know if there we've actually turned people away. Yeah, because of it, and I you have know, no idea. But the I anthologies mean, do well, so I, it would be hard for me to say no on this, but yes to an anthology. Yeah. That would be, and I I'm always the one thing I'm always kind of to me at the anthology, and this is coming from an artist. So take this with a grain of salt as an artist point of view. Um, is the idea I usually open an anthology and like like one art in one story like six page story out of 40 and so to me it just never seems well i don't want to pay like so much money if i just like one little six page story um and that's just me being persnickety on my end as far yeah. as not liking certain things um but sometimes anthologies are smorgasbord of art styles and uh so and, yeah and you like that yeah, and, and yeah. Th- but this these art styles are pretty similar. I mean, some of the, the anthologies I have will go like graffiti style, superhero style, like independent style, like very radically different styles. But these styles are pretty much, I mean, I think mine is the most different. I was going to say, I don't know. I'm, look, for... I, I'm looking at this one, and, and uh, it's like Beyond the Stars and Obsolete. So those art styles are not the same. Not the same, but I would say Cray yeah. and Beyond the Stars are pretty similar a little bit. Close-ish, yeah. close um, more close yeah. than mine, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> smart, smart. I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I can say this without sounding like I'm saying something different. Rob Davis says smorgasbord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and not a smorgasbord, but a smartgasbord. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know. Then again, I if people are primarily interested in comics for writing, anthologies may be a boon for them because they can get all sorts of stories. Well, I, I think, know. yeah, <laughs> I think one of the one of the things we talked about, <laughs> Rob Diggs, uh, I think one of the things that, that that makes these anthologies work is if, you know, if you've got 30 stories, you've mm-hmm. got 30 different creative teams that are backing and they're bringing their fans to to yeah. to, to back them. So 
and when you're talking about you know what what's more successful one a, a one property or a, a multiple property that's why i kind of go with the the, the seafood curtis rising tide line because i think that helps us as well because yeah. we're able to bring you know and, and and they don't necessarily always like it right i mean i i know that sometimes the creator's like i don't i want my book by itself i don't want to be oh, with yeah. somebody else and it's like yeah, I get it. I hear you, but you know, we got all these books that we got to do, so we can't really. And that do never that. bothered me because, again, yeah. like everyone knows, we sell them individually in Indie Planet. Right. So one yeah. of my individual issues go to Indie Planet, and you can get your individual issue collection all separate. So that right. never bothered me with the Kickstarters. Yeah, uh, doing that. Yeah. So, so. Um, and you know, the, the occasional fans like, well, I only want Beyond the Stars. Well, okay, if that's really all you want, and 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 you're not. You know, so don't want so, the obsoletes. He has no taste. Well, the, the, here's the thing, right? <laughs> Most people who back Kickstarters do so knowing that they're paying a little bit of a premium yeah. because they're they're helping the creators raise money, right? <laughs> if all you want to do is get the book, well, then just wait till the Kickstarter's over and, and order it mm-hmm. when it's regular price. You know, off the off the like you said, off of Indie Planet. But many people who back the the Kickstarters know. That you know what I'm paying a little bit more than I normally would for this because I am trying to help the creators yeah. make a little money so that they can continue this thing. Mm-hmm. Most people who back Kickstarters know that, right? Yeah. And, and and they're they aware get that. a little extra or something you need. Yeah, and that's why you know for us one of the things that we like to do is give them the exclusives. Like okay, well you know because you're backing this and paying a little bit of a premium. The you're going to get this exclusive cover that you can't get after the Kickstarter is over. Now, yeah. you know, our hope as a as a publisher and as as creators in the, in a few years, those Kickstarter exclusives gain value for them because mm-hmm. that's one of the things that they're you know that they're also yeah. trying to to bank on is that you know, hey, I I supported this and now this you know, $20 book that I supported. Hey, it's now worth $50 because there's only what 86 of them published or printed, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Rob Davis adds, or wait and buy it as an add on for some other Kickstarter program that you like. Yeah. 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 Have you ever we, thought when we do, when we do the gra- graphic novels, cause I'm sure we're, we're getting those the graphic novels, like offering the, like the four issues, like say graphic novels composed of four issues offer the four issues that's like you can get the graphic novel or you can get all the four issues that were previously in the single issues as a collection i don't know maybe that might be something we, we did that with uh, with kalis okay yeah i thought so yeah yeah, yeah we, we did that with kalis and and uh we you know we had some people that got the four issues we yeah. had some people that got the trades we had some people that got both you know yeah yeah i don't so, know yeah. I, it, it seems like a lot of the especially the younger comics reading uh are not really in it for the collectability which i'm actually yeah. kind of almost a little happy for because it seems they're more reading it than collecting because i don't mind collectors uh but you know i want people to read the stuff too yeah um yeah. and so it seems like but Spoken yeah like a writer yeah <laughs> it's, it's yeah it's like i didn't write it so you can just look at it you know but it seems interesting that most younger people most younger generations just want the material to consume and not so much of a collectability um, well, and I think that uh, the other thing is, I think um, the the newer generation, younger generation, um, tend to prefer uh, graphic novels. The, they yeah. tend to prefer in the collections. They don't want to 
wait for issue after issue that she's like, oh, wait until you're you're done. And then I'll, I'll take the graphic novel so that they can mm-hmm. they can binge it. I mean, it's it's right. the binge mentality, the binge generation. You know, think about how many people you've heard sit down and binge, you know, shows right. on Netflix or Hulu or something like that. You know, they don't just like when we were younger, we had to, you know, oh, look, Cosby shows coming on Thursday night. I, I, I need to be at my TV at right. seven o'clock to watch. Cosby. Watch that. You know, and you I didn't, think there's also. <laughs> Two, I also think there was a crossover of like baseball card collectors and stuff. There was an idea. I mean, when I was growing up in the 80s, there was a lot of people had a fun collecting. You collect cards and put them all together. You collect comics. And there was this idea of building collections, which I don't sometimes necessarily see uh, today, but some. But I do I do get a sense there was more of that, that fun of hunting it down as stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the strange thing, I, I often think maybe the reason why the collectability has kind of waned a little bit is because you can get it online. Okay, now that sounds kind of weird, but what I'm saying is half the fun was going to conventions and comic shops and trying to hope you get lucky. You know, hope you find that that issue. And so I think by just being able to go online and fill up your collection like that kind of takes the the fun of the hunt. Because, I mean, half of the fun of collecting is the hunt to find that issue you're missing. Um, I had a friend who collects toys who said that. Like, he's like, I can get all my stuff online, but I kind of miss going in the stores and stuff and, you know, coming upon that figure I want to be like, yeah, I found it. You know, there was that, there was something fun about the hunt. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I can kind of see that. The internet kind of took that away j- just a little bit. Yeah. Not completely, because it's still hard to find single issues on the internet, maybe, but it did take it away a little bit. Yeah. Um, I saw something interesting at, at the show today. Um, there was a, a comic dealer who had, um, he was selling sets. So, yeah, so I saw this, like, and I didn't look at all of them, but it's like $200 set of, like, X-Factor, one through, you know, yeah, I five or something like yeah. that. I'm like, wow, that's, you know, but you get the whole set right there, you know. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a great idea. It's a, it's a huge chunk of change, it's a, but it's um, a great idea. I, we have a comic shop in Portland called Fallout Comics that does sells nothing but back issues. They don't sell new issues, and he sells tons of sets like that. Uh, you can go in and find huge runs of like entire runs of comics. They'll sell in huge like packages and stuff. It's pretty cool. And I've actually, yeah. I I think I went through and got a Wonder Woman run. It was like certain issues, and I bought that big chunk and read it because it was is interesting. It was fun to do that, and he would have you know. A lot of single issues, but then he had boxes of nothing but just runs of comics yeah. that like, yeah. and I thought, oh, that's cool. That is so, very yeah. cool. We are at the end of our show. As we like to say every time before we close, remember to make my mind right. All right. <laughs> Good night, everybody. everybody. Closing bumper. Hi, I'm Greg Horn. Make mine silver line. Thank you for listening to the Silver Line Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We know we ramble sometimes, but we have fun. And after all, isn't that what comics are all about? We hope you'll follow us on all our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Reddit, MeWe, Gab, and whatever new thing pops up between now and the time you listen to us. Please like, follow, share, and remember, make mine Silverline.